0: I'm Alexander Hefner, your host on The Open Mind. You're listening to our podcast edition of the program. I'm honored to welcome to our program today, Lanice Wilson and Renee Sellers, the co founders of the Juice Joint. They are the juice geniuses behind this Wilmington, Delaware establishment, and you can order their juices across the country. Lanice and Renee, thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you so much. Lanice, the inspiration for your uh, juices, it's, it's not just something to taste good. It really is supposed to rejuvenate your body, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, so Renee and I, um, currently have a business. We have a spa and, um, our focus in 2019 was to ensure that everything we did, um, came from a place of health and wellness. Um, And a few years back, my daughter actually introduced me to juicing. And because um, I knew Renee was suffering from an autoimmune disease, I thought it would be wonderful that she start juicing um, just because we we started to have a better understanding of food being medicine. Um, So she tried it, we all fell in love with it. And then, you know, January, 2019, we met, Um, down in Wilmington by the riverfront, um, as we do every year in January, just to kind of brainstorm, discuss our vision boards for the year. Um, And and I just like randomly said, hey, why don't we open up a juice joint? And before I could finish getting the sentence out, Renee was like, let's do it. And that's how the juice joint was born.
0: Renee, the origin of The juices that are really creative the sweetie pie sweet potato which you don't normally find in a juice orange pineapple ginger in the case of your how did you experiment with different fruits and vegetables and come to uh the the heart the signature of your lineup
2: well it was very important for um lanice and i to work with a consultant and to get the flavor profiles exact um we feel that just because it's good for you it doesn't necessarily have to taste bad mm-hmm. so with that in in mind we worked with our consultant we came up up with some unique flavor profiles that we thought would be pleasing to the palate mm-hmm. and um we went from there. Everything that we have is very unique. We have very unique ingredients in our juices. Um, even one of the juices that we have, it's called the Love Potion. It's an aphrodisiac and it has horny goat weed in it. So <laughs> those those type of things are what sets us apart from a normal juice bar. Mm. And we wanted to make sure that our um, customers not only get something that's good for them, but also get something that tastes
0: good. You have the, the virgin sweetie pie, right? And then you have the love potion 323.
2: Yes, uh, yes. So
0: <laughs> depending upon your age... You can opt for one or the other.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) As we were discussing, one of my reporter friends, colleagues, who's been headquartered in Wilmington during the Biden transition said, Mm -hmm. if you are going to interview one business or establishment, any business or establishment, culinary arts, cultural, this is the place to be. Mm -hmm. And I understand that the juice joint became a real hangout for the Soon to be White House correspondence.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, we they it's been it was it's been a blessing, actually, um, because we opened July 17th in the middle of this pandemic. Um, and when Renee and I really started digging deep into, you know, the idea of the juice joint and writing our business plan and, and all that other good stuff, we um, our projections were based on the foot traffic of the riverfront, right? There are several corporations down here. Um, and you know, we, we really anticipated a a certain number of foot traffic a day and because of the pandemic and because so many people are working from home, um, we're not seeing anywhere near those numbers. So when the campaign, um, you know, started happening. And then of course, when, um, president-elect was elected it just it it brought us a great amount of foot traffic a great amount of energy um and we you know have gotten to you know see a lot of the same local faces or, or same faces rather that are from you know different networks and stuff that was covering the, the campaign so it's been great it's put a boost in our uh economy <laughs> well and
0: those juices were a boost for The reporters, uh, Mm -hmm. and of course, anyone else who is picking up your juices. Uh, So you really have an amazing story of resilience, of opening during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, adapting, uh, finding a constituency of juice drinkers uh, Mm -hmm. who are up all hours of the day covering politics. And of course, those folks who are still in the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Renee, I know that Lanice uh, hails from New York originally, but in terms of the connection to President Biden and to Delaware, how do you find that the business has engaged with the local clientele in the state?
2: Um, I think that the community has come to embrace us. Um, Actually, when we first started, there was a lot of uh, media coverage on us. Mm -hmm. And... uh, um we're we're very grateful for all of the support from the community like Lenny said it's very challenging during this time so you know we would like to see the numbers grow but we're grateful for what we have right now
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when people think of uh, delaware uh, given that you both have lived and worked there for some time now um vice president and now president biden has put it on the map but what mm-hmm. okay what might interest our listeners in um, both the culinary and the broader cultural landscape of, of Delaware. Linise, what has struck you, especially making your journey from New York to Delaware? Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I think, there's a lot that has changed um, since the time that I moved to Delaware and even, you know, Renee moving to Delaware. um, I find that it is more culturally diverse when I, and I say that on many levels, right? Whether it's culinary, whether it's culture, because when I first moved here, I always went back to New York. I always went back to New York to eat. I went back to New York to shop, to get my hair done, you name it. I always went back to New York. And over time, I started finding more and more of what I needed and and and, and what I wanted um, right in my backyard. So Delaware has grown a lot um, since I've been here, but it's definitely um, grown with regards to culinary and culture. Like we have some amazing restaurants down in Wilmington by the riverfront, um, and we're we're excited to you know be a part of that now.
0: Lanice, you have a captive audience in the President of the United States who is from your adopted home state now where you mm-hmm. and Renee have both lived and worked for many years. What do you want to convey to Mr. President, President Biden, um, mm-hmm. not just about your phenomenal juices, I'm sure he stopped in or as well aware of, of the juices, but in terms of the practical elements of running your business mm-hmm. and wanting to feed and soothe mm-hmm. and in some cases, Medicaid, because juice can be a real healer as well as yeah. an Uh mm-hmm. What do you most want to convey to him about the – on the business side? And then mm-hmm. I'll ask you on the personal side. But on the business side of what the federal government can do to help businesses like your own.
1: So um... – a few things um, come to mind um, when you ask that question. Um, Renee and I was just recently having a conversation about finances. And, um, you know, there there were a lot of grants um, that we were not eligible for because our business was not open for more than one year. Um, when we opened, we had 12 employees. We currently have two now um, because financially we're not in a place to maintain that level of payroll. Um, so like the PPP um, loan, we are not even eligible for that, again, because we have not been open for more than a year. So I think, um, you know, understanding that the restaurant industry or the culinary industry um you know, it's a hard business initially. Anyway, it's like a million times harder now. Trying to survive during this pandemic, um, it 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 it's like yeah, we want you know everyone to be able to go back to work, everyone to be able to you know fill these streets again the way we're accustomed to seeing them prior to um, the juice joint opening, but. We understand, you know, there there are health issues. My husband was impacted. You know, my dad and my aunt passed from COVID. Renee's husband um, was impacted by COVID. So we understand. Um, I just, we just need a better way to find a balance where we can support small businesses um, and do it safely. Um, you know, we are operating at a 30% capacity currently. However, um, our landlord is not asking for 30% of the rent. Right, he still wants hundred rent. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we struggle. We're we're definitely struggling with that. And we've reached out to our local government to ask for assistance and they refer us to lenders for loans. Well, if we're operating at thirty percent, how can we afford to pay back a loan? You know what I mean? So it's that's the stressful part of it, and that's the message I would like to convey to him.
0: Let me say for those listening who do not reside in Delaware, but like the sound of Sweetie Pie, um, you ought to get online and order.
1: We're delivering um, right now, currently in the um, tri-state, but we're opening up to be national.
0: Right now you are delivering to the tri-state and encompassing
1: area. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um,
0: and, And that is a, new source of revenue doesn't make up for the 70%, but you all demonstrate the effectiveness of a program mm-hmm. specifically for first-time business owners or culinary mm-hmm. restaurant owners who mm-hmm. not only opened during the pandemic but have resolved to and be determined and
1: mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. open. And absolutely. Uh, yes. And,
0: and I think that if the president or administration or anyone thinking about public policy is listening to this, they ought to reward business owners who opened during mm-hmm. the pandemic and are still still kicking.
1: Absolutely. And we're pushing mm-hmm. hard, we push forward. And when you talked about, you know, having to pivot, we we had to change our entire business model, right? Because there's not enough people coming to the juice joint. So we had to figure a way to get the juice joint to the people. So that's why we, you know, um, are trying to we're looking to launch a subscription-based delivery program, you know, over the next couple of months.
0: The juice joint to the people, that sounds like an, an incredible slogan. Let me just express, having heard that you were both impacted by COVID as so many of us have been, uh, my condolences and, and my yeah. uh, good wishes uh, to learn about recoveries in, in your family. Um, yeah. And I hope that, that you and your families continue to stay well. On the personal side of things, knowing that this man who represents your state is president, mm-hmm. um, is there anything, is this- Renee, that you would want to convey to him? That you already mentioned some policy changes that could be useful. And Lanice elaborated on that. But is there anything on the personal side of things that you hope this White House will recognize um, beyond just what we know already, that Joe Biden is compassionate and empathetic Mm -hmm. and a learned man? Um, Personally, is there anything you hope that he will bring with him the White House to help this country over the next four years? Well, I
2: think Joe Biden has the compassion. in his heart to do right by the, by the United States. And, um, I I think that overall his job is very, um, hard right now due to the circumstances with the pandemic and all the other, um, things that we're dealing with in the United States. But I think that his, um, forward thinking and his ability to see things clearly and make Mm -hmm. changes will be very beneficial to us, you know, moving the vaccine along, making sure that we have things in place that are going to keep us healthy Mm -hmm. and keep us moving forward. Because at this point, we just need to move forward and make sure that everybody's healthy and that we can, you know, progress.
0: Lenice, is there anything you might add to that?
1: Yeah, I think... um personally, I'm excited about all of the diversity within his cabinet. Um, I think that you have to surround yourself by a diverse group of people to have a better understanding of diverse issues. So that's really exciting to me. Um, And to Renee's point, you know, not just having the vaccine, but also having a strategy to get vaccines in arms, right? Yeah, we know that we have a vaccine. Now there's a couple of more on the market or, you know, coming Coming soon, but just having a, a well thought out plan to make sure that we're getting them and that they're not expiring and that we're not believing that there's a stockpile where there is no stockpile. So um, from a personal perspective, I think that's what I'm looking for. And healing. I feel like this. I've, I never thought that I would live um through something like this, like I've heard stories from my grandmother or my mom in the sixties and things that they went through with regards to race relations. I never thought I or my kids or grandkids for that would be a part of an, a part of this. So just some healing, I think would be really, really beneficial for us right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And as a final question, there is not just the historic first of Joe Biden from Delaware, but of course the vice president mm-hmm. of the United States yes. is a crowd yes. and accomplished mm-hmm. and charismatic black woman mm-hmm. yes. um, who inspires this country. And I think she grew into her own, even over the course of the campaign, she was mm-hmm. already an attorney general district attorney, U S Senator, but as mm-hmm. the vice presidential candidate, uh, she um, demonstrated to the country Um, that she was not only equipped to Mm -hmm. be alongside Vice President, now President Biden, but to govern the country herself. Uh, Lenise, let me start with you. Any particular reflections on Senator, now Vice President Harris?
1: Yeah, um, I can't tell you how ecstatic (laughs) Renee and I are. I mean, yeah, we were thrilled that... Joe Biden won. But then that also meant that Kamala did as well. And we were outside in front of the juice joint dancing, jumping up and down. It was, it was such a great feeling. Um, I don't know that I could put it into words, how exciting and how proud and how, um, just an example of what, you know, perseverance looks like, because she's been met with a lot of challenges and obstacles. Um, but to get to this point and to to break that ceiling, right, and be the first. She's had a lot of firsts, but this is major. <laughs> so um, there, there's just nothing like proud and excitement, you know, just from being a woman and then being a black woman on top of that. It was it's it's still thrilling. It's still thrilling. Uh, Renee.
2: Yeah, I'm just proud to say that, you know, she stands as a role model for Mm -hmm. everyone that looks like me and Lani's, as Mm -hmm. well as our children and our grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And like Lani said, she's been met with a lot of challenges. However, she's been able to overcome. And um, I think that that's the main point, to Mm -hmm. be able to pick yourself up and overcome. And I think that, you know, her spirit is... You know, forthcoming. She she has the ability to keep us moving forward. So with her, along with Joe, I think it's they make a great team.
0: Mm-hmm. Restoring equity, or for the first time, achieving equity in this country when it comes to race relations and the contemporary civil rights movement to achieve some of the unfulfilled promises of the civil rights movement and the direction of. Dr. King. Um, is there one thing, Lanise, that you would like to see on, on that area of race relations and, um, equity that, um, that may not have been achieved over the course of President Obama's tenure that, that you hope could be accomplished in these next four years?
1: Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I'd say no. <laughs> yeah, I think the misconception was because we had our first Black president that he would now fix every issue that Black people have had, right? And 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 it's impossible to me. Um, I think that uh, with regards to this administration, it took way more than four years. You know what I mean? We've been going through things for over 400 years. So I don't expect things to change in four years. I think that... Um, it's unfortunate, but um, I think Trump's presidency just shine. It it, it 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 just allowed us to see. Uh, people were, I guess, more comfortable. I think they had more permission to really kind of stand in who they are and stand in their truth. But I don't, it's unfortunate, but I don't think that um, we will never have races. I don't think that we'll never have uh, white supremacy or we'll, we'll, I I just don't think that we'll have that. I think that there needs to be consequences for it. I think that there needs to be, um, I mean, look at what happened on January 6th look at the mob of people that walked up in the Capitol and, and and I'm sure you've heard this before, but imagine if they were black, look at what happened to the black lives matter protesters that were out there earlier this summer. They were, I mean, look at the difference in which they were treated. So I think things like that need to happen. People need to be real about stating that there are race, race relation issues, um, and that it's systemic, and until that can happen, I don't see how anything changes. I think that um, the one thing I am grateful of from Trump is that now people you, you kind of know who people are because they've shown you. You know, I look at Facebook sometime, and I'm floored by things that people that I know that I consider friends and see the things that they say or post. So I'm grateful for that because now I I have a better understanding of the people that I engaged with.
0: That's one of the most insightful comments, Laniece. The idea that electing Obama was going to be precipitating a post-racist generation was always a mistaken idea. Um, But if if there was one policy, Renee, that you hope that the Biden administration will tackle vigorously that you think would help bring about more equity across all American communities, not just black and brown, Mm -hmm. um, what might that be Uh,
2: I think um, the police injustices, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the killing of our Black majority uh, men, Mm -hmm. um, I think that needs to be taken a look at very seriously. Um, You know, it just continues to happen. Actually, I heard that there was another gentleman that was killed yesterday, um, you know, unarmed. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge problem. And I think that once we start to address that issue and, you know, some of the other racial issues, I think we'll have a much, much better place to live in this world. Mm -hmm.
0: Lenice and Renee, the impresarios and (laughs) culinary geniuses behind the juice joint in Wilmington, Delaware. Thank you for your culinary creations and your insights into American life at this critical time for our country.
1: Thank you so much for having us. I have a quick question for you, though. Yes. You, ma'am. Uh, you kept referencing the sweetie pie, so should we assume that's your favorite drink from the juice joint?
0: Maybe it's just the favorite name of the drink.
1: Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I, I have,
0: and I'm interested in trying the love potion, and the. And the <laughs> I don't know if they let you st- send that across state lines, but assuming they do, will. <laughs>